Life Audio. Christian Parent Crazy World with Katherine Seegers is brought to you by Life Audio and is part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Welcome to Christian Parent Crazy World, the podcast that tackles tough topics to help you be a godly parent in an ungodly world. I am your host, Katherine Seegers, and in today's episode, we will tackle this very practical and extremely important question. How can I improve my relationship with my kids this year? Yeah, that is a really great question to ask at the beginning of a new year, isn't it? Happy New Year's, everybody. I am so glad you are joining me for this first episode of 2023. I love to start off each new year with a fun, upbeat, positive episode that gives you some practical advice on parenting each year. I did that in 2022 as well. Last year, I talked about all the ways you could be a better parent. That's worth another listen, by the way. I'll post a link in the show notes on Life Audio and on my website at katherineseegers.com for that one. That was episode 22, by the way. This year, I want to talk specifically about how we can improve our relationships with our kids. We spend a lot of time here at CPCW counteracting the onslaught of secular ideology and theology that is coming against our children in an attempt to subvert their faith. And that is critically important work for us to do. But we can't really help our kids with those ideas if we don't have a solid relationship with them to start with, can we? Mm-mm. Nope, doesn't work that way. So in this episode, we're going to talk all about improving our relationship with our kids. I have come up with 12 ways that you can do that. I think this is a great way to start the new year in our families. That's the plan for this episode of Christian Parent Crazy World. So let's get started. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. 
like I said before the break, we can't help our kids grow in their relationships with God if we don't have a strong relationship with them to start with. Relationship is what it's all about in our faith and in our families. So I've come up with 12 ways that you can improve your relationship with your kids this year. Most of these ideas are super practical. They they aren't rocket science. They are things that you may have done before and you should try them again. But maybe you've never tried this and you should give it a go. And honestly, I have probably suggested a few of these last year at some point. I, I don't even remember, which means it's time to suggest it again. So let's jump right in. Number one, cook a meal together with your child. Something special happens when we eat a meal together and something special happens when we cook one together. My husband did this with the kids during our COVID lockdown, (laughs) but this is a fun one to keep doing on and on and on for everybody. He let each kid pick out a meal that they wanted to cook. One kid picked German schnitzel. That's like a pork cutlet, by the way. It it was awesome and was good for about five extra pounds. Thank you very much. Uh, Another kid picked homemade meatball lasagna. And I do mean homemade. Everything was from scratch. The meatballs, the pasta, the sauce. We did buy the mozzarella, but we bought the really good stuff. You know, my husband is Italian, so there was a lot of family heritage that we were able to pass along there. You should try that. Make a dish that has some meaning in your family or in your lineage or make a dish from a place that your child has always wanted to travel to. Get cultured. Another kid picked Vietnamese pho, which is the national dish of Vietnam. It is this amazing soup with this rich broth and you cut slices of New York strip soup thin and it cooks in the hot broth right in front of you at the table. It's so fun. That one has become a family favorite in our house ever since. Now, my husband happens to be an amazing cook. Um, I am not, by the way. But even if you aren't, give it a go. Find something your child would like to make. Look, it can be pancakes, but do it together. Mm-hmm. Number two, read a book together. Of course, we do this with our younger kids, but make it a point to do this with your older kids as well. I love this idea. Of course I do, because (laughs) I'm not the cook, but I am a reader. And, you know, look, if you don't like to read, you can always listen to a recorded book from the library or you can download one. But here's the key. Let your child pick out the book, then read it separately if they're old enough or together if they aren't and talk about it with each other set up a coffee date or if your kid is younger do a lemonade date and talk about the ideas in the book the characters if it's fiction you know in the plot and the setting or it could be an educational book about how to learn a new skill or how to overcome an obstacle I've got five kids, so that's a lot of reading in addition to all the books I'm already reading. But I can certainly do that over the course of a year. My oldest daughter already came up with her book. 
She's the brainy one, and in her education, they have talked a lot about different philosophers, but she hasn't engaged directly with all of those philosophers. One of them is a guy named Rousseau, who was responsible for the ideas behind the French Revolution. We've mentioned him quite a bit on this show. He is a very significant and rather sordid character. Well, my daughter wants to form her own ideas about Rousseau, and I'm all for that. She's at the right age to do that. She's 17, about to graduate. And I'm all about going to original sources to form your opinions. I've taught her to do this. So I'm so proud that this is what she wants to do. But I would love to go on that journey with her. So we can really talk about his ideas. What is the end result of having pleasure as the chief goal of life? That was Rousseau's philosophy. Yeah, that's a good question to ask. So we both have his book called The Social Contract, and we're reading it together. Again, if your kids don't like to read, get a recorded book from the library or go online and get a download. But do it together and it doesn't have to be super sophisticated or brainy it can be about learning how to fly fish i don't know whatever your kid is interested in go there with them with a book number three game night Ugh, i know i've suggested this one before but i'm suggesting it again because i love game night and so do my kids we don't get to do this Every week, but if you can, every couple of weeks, turn off the telly and have a good old-fashioned game night. Put together a puzzle. Play apples to apples. Oh, my gosh. Some of our greatest laughter together as a family has happened playing apples to apples. We love Settlers of Catan, another one. But my kids hate it when I always win, and I can't help it. I do. I don't know why I win that game most of the time. It's it's a gift. For some reason, I am favored by the Catan gods. What can I say? You know, you could play Rummy Cube. Teach them Texas Hold'em without... The gambling. Uh, There's a game called The Lost Cities, which is really fun for only two or three people. Good games for smaller groups or smaller families are really hard to find, but The Lost Cities is perfect for just two or three players. Check it out. I'll link to all these games in the game section and send me some of your ideas. I'd love to know what you like to play for game night. But find some games and make a regular date for game night this year. Number four, learn something new together. You could take a little class. Sometimes the local library offers free classes on various topics. Find something that interests your child. Or you can just find a series of YouTube videos or Netflix videos that teach you how to do something and try to do it. I have always wanted to try to paint like Bob Ross. You know, he's the painter who loves to paint those happy little trees. They have his shows on Netflix and on YouTube. How fun would that be? I have a child who is so into Bob Ross. We get her his calendars every year and she has a Bob Ross stuffed animal or stuffed person, I guess, as the case may be. We found that little stuffed animal person at Cracker Barrel. It is hilariously ridiculous. He has this mass of curly hair on top of his huge head. It's so funny. So every time I watch that guy, he makes me feel like I can paint. Now, I probably can't, but he makes me think 
that I can. So for my daughter's birthday this year, which is coming up very soon, so don't tell her, I'm going to get some canvases and some oil paints and some brushes, and we are going to attempt (laughs) to paint like Bob Ross together. Now, these paintings may be hideous, but it won't matter because we are going to laugh like crazy and paint like Bob Ross. We will create a forever memory and hopefully some (laughs) happy little trees. Find something that you and your kid can learn together and learn it. It doesn't have to be drawn out for eight weeks. It could just be a Saturday afternoon. But plan to learn something new together and make a forever memory. Number five, go for a walk. This one, it's so simple. And yet we often get too busy to go for a nice stroll with our kids. You know, I was struck in my conversation with Jennifer Ellers last year in our episodes on teen suicide. That was uh, episodes 49 and 50, by the way. I was struck by how mental health is greatly improved by physical activity. New research is showing that regular exercise is as effective or even more effective for anxiety and depression and other mental health disorders as antidepressants. Now, I know this to be a fact for myself, having struggled with anxiety and depression for 17 years. Regular exercise really does help. Why not do that? with your child. You can join a gym with them if you want. My brother-in-law did that with his son. That's a great idea. But if you need a quicker, cheaper option, just go for a walk or a little jog. You can do this with little kids. You can do it with big kids. You can do it with adult kids. And while you're walking, take out the earbuds and do some talking. Yep. mm -hmm. You will be glad that you did. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. Number six, show some affection for no reason. 
Now, I know some of you may be better at this than others. My brother and sister-in-law will snuggle with their teenage and adult kids on the couch, which I think is awesome. But honestly, we don't do that. I I guess it's not our love language. After my kids got out of the young, snuggly phase, we, you know, we stopped hugging as much. I mean, you know, we do hug, but not like like a lot of snuggling. Like I said, not everyone has touch as their love language, but I've tried to make it a point to give my kids a pat on the shoulder or a squeeze of the hand, a brush of the hair or a full on hug for no reason. We're not coming or going. It's not time for bed. They didn't just win some award or graduate from high school. It's just a normal day. And I need to show some affection to my kids. I'm often reminded to do this in the car. I usually have an older child sitting next to me up front and I make it a point to squeeze their shoulder or squeeze their hand. Now, again, for me, this seems to wane as my kids get older, but it doesn't need to. These affirming signs of affection aren't the foundation of a strong relationship, but they are a very necessary accessory. Number seven, give an attaboy or an girl every day. The perfect time to do this is when you are giving that little hug or hand squeeze for no reason. Say, hey, you know, I appreciate the way you, I don't know, loaded the dishwasher or wiped out the sink without being asked or helped your little sister or brother yesterday. This one has to be strategic, (laughs) at least for me, because I often forget to do this regularly. I'm always on my kids about how messy their rooms are or how much laundry they haven't washed and folded or how behind they are in their schoolwork. But I forget to tell them what they are doing right. Get in the habit of telling your child what they are doing right often. And this will go a long way towards strengthening your relationship with them. Oh, and check out episode 37, seven ways to bless your kids with words for some pointers on how to encourage your kids with words this year. Number eight, make a date. Mm -hmm. Just a regular date with each kid. Take them to a play. Take them to a museum that is fun for kids. Take them to the movie at the theater. You know, we rarely do that because it's so expensive. But once in a blue moon, it's fine. I will never forget the first time we took our now 14-year-old son to the movie theater. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it was hilarious. He was like, I don't know, three or four, I guess. And he literally, not figuratively, literally sat on the edge of his seat for the whole movie. We saw one of those Cars movies. I think it was really, it was a really woke one. Not a fan, but he was completely and utterly transfixed. He he didn't blink for like two hours. I tried to ask him a question and he he was like non-responsive. He had never seen a screen that big and it had cars all over it. It was so great. That is a lifelong memory for all of us. Or, you know, you could take them to a professional or semi-professional sporting event. If you're strapped for cash, take them hiking and take a picnic. We love to go hiking. If your kid loves art, if they love to draw or paint, find a lovely vista and draw or paint it with your child. That would be so much fun. Get your Monet on. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. Put your date 
on the calendar and build up to it. Anticipation is such a wonderful thing in relationships. Give your kids something to look forward to and go do it. Number nine, plan a getaway. Now, this one does cost a little money, but you can scale it down and go camping or find a cheap Airbnb. If you are really strapped for cash, find a friend who you can go visit or it could just be a day trip. But try to find a little weekend where you can just charge your batteries and build your relationship. The point isn't as much about where you go. It's about going somewhere together. It's about going on an adventure. Now, this isn't a full-on vacation. It's just a night or a day trip. So you could do this several times this year, but make it a fun night or day and make it a point to do something very special with your child while you're away. Number 10, trucking right along here. This one is so important. Have a regular heart-to-heart. Make it a point to regularly check in with your child. Put a recurring event on your calendar every week or two. Then go in and sit in their room at the end of the bed and ask them how they are doing. Ask about their relationships. Ask how school is going. And here's the time to really ask how they're doing mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Now, we talked about this in my two-part series on teen suicide. Emma Benoit, who is a very rare survivor of a suicide attempt, said that it would have made a huge difference if her parents had inquired about her emotional and mental health. We need to do this strategically, regularly. If you don't put this on your calendar, you will forget to do it because you'll get too busy. Ask If your child is feeling anxious or depressed or stressed out, ask if they are worried about the future. Ask if thoughts are getting stuck in their heads. And at some point, this is hard, but as we discussed in that episode, ask each child if they have ever thought about ending their life. I know, I know that's kind of a downer in this upbeat episode, but ask the question. You will never regret asking it, but you might regret not asking it. You know, sometimes our kids are suffering mentally and emotionally, and we just don't know it because they are hiding it. And all of our conversations, they're staying on the surface. So ask how they're really doing without any expectation of a positive response. Tell them that it's normal to feel depressed or anxious or confused or or afraid. It is normal to be stressed out. It's normal to not know what they want to do with their lives. It is even normal to consider ending their life. It's not good, obviously. None of these things are good if they're stressed out and confused. And None of them are good, but they're normal. A lot of kids don't realize that, though. They think they're the only one. We need to take away the stigma of of being anxious, depressed, or even wanting to end your life so that our kids will open up about it. We want our kids to know that they are not alone. If that is what is going on in their sweet little head, of course, that isn't the answer, but we want them to know that they can talk with us about those feelings. 
Ask the question and make sure your child knows that you are there to help. Number 11. Yeah, now while you are having that conversation, that heart-to-heart with your kids, ask this question. It's a tough one. I've suggested it before. Ask, what can I do to be a better mom or a better dad? Mm, yeah, it's tough. Then you <laughs> you just got to sit back and listen. Don't get defensive. Don't say, but, fill in the blank. Don't even respond. Just listen. And then tell your child that you are going to work on whatever they say. Now, I know this one can be tricky because if you have a kid who's going through a rough stage with their faith and they don't want you talking about God or the Bible anymore, well, you know, you really can't stop that. But you might be able to work on new ways to talk about God and the Bible that are more inviting to them. The important thing is to ask that question, how can I be a better parent? And ask God to help you have the right response for your child. And finally, number 12, pray the word of God over your kids. Now, this one you don't do with your kids. You do this for your kids, but it will definitely improve your relationship with your kids. We need to be speaking the word of God over our children. We need to pray scripture over them. Nothing is more powerful than praying straight up scripture. It is the espresso of the prayer world. It's not watered down. There is no sweetener or filler. Straight up scripture. Beth Moore has a great book out. It's called Praying God's Word that teaches you how to do this. I covered this topic myself in episodes 13 through 15 of Christian Parent Crazy World. I will link to those episodes in the show notes on my website as well as Life Audio. And I have put together a list, a brand new list of scriptures that you can pray over your kids this year. They are divided up into categories. So it's very practical. Pray this verse for protection. Pray this verse for renewal of the mind. Pray this verse for discernment and this verse for wisdom. Super, super practical. Just subscribe on my website. It will come to you as a free resource along with a lot of other cool resources like scriptures to pray over anxiety and depression and scriptures to pray when a child has walked away from the faith and so, so much more. If you are already a subscriber, then look in the email about this episode on the 12 ways to improve your relationship with your kids this year. It's in there. All righty. Like I said, I'm pretty sure that I've given you quite a few of these suggestions at some point in the past year. But if you're like me, you need them again. I sure do. And it's so nice to have them all neat and tidy in one place. Look. If you can just do half of these this year, you will have a better relationship with your kids this year. Now, I want to let you know about the amazing shows we have coming up here on CPCW. I plan to release episodes bi-weekly this winter and spring because this is the most hectic time of the year for our family. Four kids in competitive sports and one in ballet. Yeah, our calendar looks like an airport flowchart from LaGuardia. So I will be cranking out episodes every other week for now. Now, I have got an awesome series coming up for you on Gen Z, how to relate to this generation, how to disciple this generation, how to teach them to pray and the specific challenges this generation has 
from our culture. You do not want to miss this series. It's going to be awesome. I also plan to revisit the topic of mental health, and I have a special, a very special episode planned on how tragedy fits into our theology. That is such a tough topic that touches so many people. The best way to stay up to date on all new episodes here at CPCW is to subscribe to my website at katherinesegers.com. Oh, and while you're at it, follow me on Instagram at at Catherine Seegers. I'm putting out a lot more content there these days. You can see reels about the podcast and you can correspond with me there and on Facebook. Or you can always shoot me an email at Catherine at Catherine I pray that you and your kiddos have a very blessed and fruitful new year, mamas and papas. I pray that you grow in knowledge and in wisdom as we continue to tackle vital topics to our faith here on CPCW. And I pray that you grow closer in your relationship with your kids this year. Happy New Year's, everybody. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord give you peace. I want to thank you for joining me today. Look, I know there are a lot of things you could be listening to right now, and I really appreciate that you took this time to spend with me. I hope you will join me for my next podcast when we take aim at some aspect of our culture that threatens to derail our parenting and steal our kids' faith. If you enjoyed this episode of Christian Parent Crazy World, would you consider telling a friend and sharing it on social media and giving it a good review over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and following me on Facebook and Instagram? Oh, and maybe you could say that Christian Parent Crazy World is the best podcast you've ever heard in your entire life. Uh, just a thought. Uh, and be sure to check out my website, which is katherineseegers.com. That's Catherine with a C. I have lots of articles and resources there that will help you on your parenting journey. And if you subscribe, I will be sure to send you some really cool free stuff and notify you of future podcasts, articles, and blogs. I want to end this and every episode with a word of encouragement. God gave you your kids, your specific kids for a reason. That's because you hold the key to unlocking who God created them to be. We'll see you next time. Christian Parent Crazy World is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. And oftentimes, you know, you're chasing happiness, but you don't know that God is the best way to achieve the happiness you're looking for. And so I was trying to end my suffering by sinning, but I only ended up sinning my way into more suffering. That was Grammy winner Lecrae unpacking his testimony on The Walk, a podcast for worshipers. Join us weekly to hear artists, songwriters, worship leaders, filmmakers, and other creatives tell stories in the form of a devotional. The Walk can be found on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast platform.